Hi girls and welcome to our Guiding God's Girls podcast. Today we are interviewing Lisa Bergeron, an author, and I love her books and so she is here to talk with us a little bit about her story. So Lisa, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a mom who lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado. My kids are pretty big these days. They're 21, 18, and 14. And uh, when I uh, got to the age where I had kids who were in their teens, I started to be more interested in writing for teenagers. And so I think that's how you discovered me is through my uh, YA fiction. And I just love Mm -hmm. writing YA, but I write all kinds of things. I write for adults, and I write nonfiction as well. Great. Um, yeah, I did find you through, uh, through your um, YA fiction, and we actually, we, I didn't realize it was you, but we do have some of your books for children, for my oh, little siblings. I love it. I love that I'm a part of uh, kids' lives from childhood on. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so when did you know you wanted to become an author? The, about at the age when your kids were teenagers? You know, I always was a huge reader, and I liked to write, and I thought it would be fun, but it seemed like a crazy dream. I I never really thought it would be possible. So I I started um, to pursue publishing as a career, knowing I wanted to be in and around books as much as possible. (laughs) Um, But the same day I got a job in marketing for a publisher, I also pitched a, a novel to them, and they accepted the novel, so it was this crazy Christmas sort of day where I got my first real job for a publisher and a publishing contract, and then God has just kind of opened doors from there on out. I worked full-time for a long time, and it was probably about, it took me about five or six books before I could really say I was an author. It was almost like I was afraid to claim that title. So I, I think I've always thought it'd be fun to be an author, but... It took me a while to come around to the idea that, yeah, I'm actually an author. <laughs> wow, that's that's a um, small beginnings, but great journey. Um, yes. Yeah, so for me, I, I love reading like you do, and um, I I want to start writing, but I'm kind of nervous to get started. Yeah, so. I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever done NaNoWriMo, the, uh, the write camp? a novel in a month in November? Oh, no, I haven't done that yet. Is that something I should try out? Yeah. I think people who are interested in becoming an author should check that out. There's all kinds of support online, and it's interesting to be writing a novel, and I think they categorize that as 50,000 words, mm-hmm. which is a very short, short novel. Um, but uh, that's, it, that's a good encouragement. And then I also tell people to look at Writer's Digest, and if you go to your local library, often they have back issues, and uh, there's lots of articles about fiction writing or nonfiction writing, or maybe you're a poet, they kind of categorize their articles for different kinds of writers, and you could just buzz through and learn lots of things from those old magazines. Yeah, I've been looking through some of the old magazines. I've also got some books by um, that authors have written about writing books. Yeah, um, there's some great resources out there. Yeah. So how did you come to know the Lord? Uh, so I, I think that our relationship has been always a part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. It became more vibrant for me after college. I was actually in Park City, Utah, and I was bartending for the winter. 
and uh, I was a ski bum, and I was very, very far away from um, my faith roots for the first time ever. And I got super, super depressed. And after a while, my mom sent me some uh, Christian fiction novels by Frank Peretti, and I pulled out my old Christian music, um, like Michael W. Smith at that time, and <laughs> some songs and that fiction spoke to me so clearly that I had my own personal reformation. So it really was this, a phenomenal weekend where I was really called back to him in a very, very vibrant way. Um, and I went from Park City, Utah to Israel and Egypt and uh, did a lot of uh, soul searching and seeking his will in my life and knew I wanted to come home and work in the industry where um, he had spoken so clearly to me. So I came home and worked for a Christian music company for a while, and then I got that first job with a Christian publisher. And uh, my, my faith life has just become more vibrant every year of my life. So it's an ongoing process. Yeah. That that's great. And when did um no sorry, what did you do in the music industry? Where you uh, did you help record? I was working for a, a Christian music company that um, was trying to begin a publishing division, and uh, I just happened to fall in with them. And so I, I was trying to actually find um, publishing professionals for them to help build their their division. Um, but I ended up ending ended up going to a whole other. Uh, company to work with people who already had it established. <laughs> it was it was kind of an odd experience because I was looking for basically trying to hire my boss and no. other people who knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was your inspiration for your first book, your first novel that you um, gave to those publishers? At that time, there was there were very very few contemporary Christian romances on the market. Yeah. And so um, when I started thinking about really trying to write a novel, it was because a friend of a friend had written a Harlequin romance. And I thought, gosh, if somebody I know or know somebody who knew somebody who could do this, maybe I could do that. And I thought a romance, well, it's fairly basic in format. You know, boy meets girl, boy and girl get together, boy and girl break apart, boy and girl get back together. So that (laughs) format kind of gave me some comfort and security and so I set off to write a a romance and I had a friend at the time who had um, gone to Montana to become uh, to marry a rancher and she had a friend who married another rancher and they had gotten together by because she had answered an ad in the rancher's journal looking for you know for a a girlfriend or um, love interest Mm -hmm. and that 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 was their version of match.com at the time and I just thought that was fun. So what would happen if somebody answered a personal ad and got married? And uh, So anyway, that was the germ, uh, the, the beginning seed of that um, novel. And I, I love Montana, so and I, I've spent every summer of my life up there. So that was my setting, and I wrote what became Refuge, and that was my very first novel, and... When it was published, it, it just did crazy well. I mean, just ridiculously well. And so uh, God smiled. There are, there are far, far better books out there than my very first novel. <laughs> but God just clearly had a plan in mind and uh, blessed me, surely. That's great. Um, did you, did you um, 
How long did you take? Did it take you to write it? I think that book took me a good year. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a fast writer these days, um, but I think that took me a long time. I was just kind of tinkering at it, you know, here and there. Cause yeah. you, you know, when you don't have a contract and you're thinking it just might be a dream, it's kind of hard to set to sit down and get a lot of words written. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of why I like NaNoWriMo for beginning authors is that it, it's that impetus to get going and stick with it and keep pushing through it so you have so you get a comprehensive story together. So did you um did you um did you do Cam Danorimo? I have never done it. That kinda came up after I had been writing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And how fast are you at writing? Does it how long do you like sit down and write? Do you write for an hour and then how many words do you get in that hour? I am a very fast writer these days, but usually what I do is it takes me uh, six to nine months to research and think about a novel and um, or a series, and I, I get the, a lot of ideas down. And then when I'm ready to, to, to write, I sit down and write intensely. So I'll write for five to eight hours a day, and I can write a good thousand words an hour. Wow. At that point. So, yeah, I am super productive when I finally get to that place. Mm-hmm. But I'm not – I have friends who write 500 words a day or 1,000 words a day, and that's all they do. But they're very good about doing it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm more a project person, so for my mind and heart, I have to be just engaged. And so um, I, I find that's most productive for me is I just kind of – gather information, and then sit down and be very intentional to pull that story together. Are you very um, organized? Like, do you have a strict storyline laid out? No. No? I'm I'm what they call a pantser. I write by the seat of my pants. (laughs) So I have a general idea of, you know, where my characters begin. I have a very solid idea of who they are, backstory, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I know kind of the crux of each novel and where I want them to end up. Uh, But I I really, um, to me, my books play like movies in my mind. And so I'm just like typing as fast as I can to to convey what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah, I love Remnants. Um, I've read your Remnants trilogy. And to me, it was a movie playing in my head. So you really portrayed that well. I love to hear that. Uh, how did you get the idea for Remnants? Because it's kind of different from some of your other, some of your other novels. Like it's kind yeah. of similar to um, your River of Time series, but you know it's kind of more out there than that one. Right. I'm always writing something different, which my publishers hate because it <laughs> makes it very hard to brand me. Essentially, because I'm always writing something different. So, River of Time series is time travel romance YA. Yeah. And Remnants is dystopian um, YA. But what I I wanted to do was really write a dystopian series that had a very solid sense of hope. Um, I had read quite a few dystopians, and uh, I, I just disliked that idea that uh, kids might be thinking of the world as a hopeless place and that there would be no purpose for pushing through challenge and difficulty and strife. So I really wanted to write um, basically Hunger Games with hope. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's what made me start thinking about remnants. 
Mm-hmm. Like your remnants, your remnants, and um, Krista McGee's anomaly trilogy, they really inspired me to to write and to, because I have I have so many ideas and like I love imagining like dystopian worlds. So whenever I imagine them, like now I'm writing them all down so I can kind of form a story with them. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's great to jot notes all the time, and, and and it'll be interesting to see when when you have all those notes together, you could put them all on a bulletin board, and mm-hmm. and see how they might be leading you to the one comprehensive story. That's a good idea. Thanks. Sure. How do you generally come up with the names for your characters? Because I lo- I love the names. For me, uh, I- <laughs> and uh, I think I was I was trying to think uh, on remnants. I think those were all warrior names. Yeah, yeah. So I just looked online and found kind of all sorts of exotic, fun, cool names that might fit in a futuristic society um, that that meant basically warrior because they are warriors on the war front. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Um, most of the time I go to a baby name book, and a lot of times my books are set in different countries, so then I just go to those countries and figure out what those names mean and if I like the sound of them and if I can and can I hear them in my head and I think my readers can figure out how to say their names then that's how I land on those names yeah I've when I've been looking for names I just like you said I go to like the baby websites baby name websites or the Mm -hmm. books um Sometimes I even, like, I see a brand name. For example, I was looking in the fridge the other day, and there was an olive an olive container, and the, the company was Alara. And I'm like, oh, pretty. Yeah, it's a nice name. <laughs> it is a nice name. Yeah, it shouldn't be on an olive box. <laughs> That's odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, girls, for listening to part one of our Lisa Bergen interview. Um, and make sure you listen to our part two, which is coming next week. And I'll see you girls later. Bye.